Let's talk about the future of news. I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. The state of journalism today. Telling both sides of a, of a controversial story. I think you must be unbiased. It's uh, honesty, fairness, uh, truth. That is our job. That is our job. That is our job. Welcome back to the Arrow Man in Stockholm. And I promise you a few more Arrow Men in Stockholm podcasts mm-hmm. in the near future. We have been disrupted by COVID and by the Beijing Olympics, by all that shit. But uh, we're back in your life. Now, we've all done it. We've all sat at a sporting event and we've watched the world's elite athlete, athletes perform. And we've all said, this is shit. I could do better than that. Now, the difference between the rest of us and Casey Layden is that he is taking that notion one step further and is about to step into the cage for his first MMA fight. Most will know Casey as the best MMA videographer in the business, but how do you go from that to being in the cage yourself? He's here to answer all these questions and more. Casey, let's start with a big question, man. Where does this idea come from? Um, first off, thank you for having me, uh, sir. Um, where does this idea come from? Um, I, I, I ask myself that a lot, actually. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I, I got make me take a step back a bit. Sure. So, um, I have been working in either as MMA journalist or working for MMA promotions for over 15 years now. And before this, up till now, up till this Saturday, I've never competed in BJJ. I've never done, actually, I've never competed in any sort of organized sport outside of playing some, you know, uh, basketball. That's really all I've ever done in life. I just, I actually, I'm not even a sports guy. I just kind of fell into this, this world. And about, um, about three years ago, three or four years ago, um, through kind of, um, my friendship with um, famous MMA coach, um, Greg Jackson and Brandon Gibson, uh, they started kind of, you know, when I was on the road, kind of slightly training me, you know, like, like hold mitts and stuff. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool, this is fun, you know? But it was, it was strictly for a fitness thing. And really, I had zero ambitions of actually competing, competing. About six months ago, Rich Chow, who is the former um, Bellator matchmaker who now works for this company called Wimp to Warrior, and which is now called Alta, but I'll just call it Wimp to Warrior for now. Um, essentially, just kind of, he saw that I was kind of, I had, I had a couple of videos online of me just hitting things, you know, and um, he just kind of gave me an opportunity and said, hey, do you want to go through this 20 week program where we will train you? And at the end of it, you actually will fight someone within your uh, group of other uh, teammates or kind of other people who want to do the same journey. And um, that's basically where it started. And before, and yeah, before that, I had no, I had no kind of dreams of competing, but you know what? He called me and I was like, I'm not traveling a lot anymore because of no pandemic, the new pandemic world. So I was like, effort let's do it and I didn't really think about it too much I just kind of jumped in and did it and now I'm you know two days away from getting to another cage with a a 22 a 22 year old um young man who's ready to punch my face off 
and uh, you're ready to punch his face off from what I've seen I, on Instagram and the work. Yeah. <laughs> um, let, let's just, I'd just like to sort of examine that a little bit more, Casey, because when you went to college and you said that kind of thing, you, like you said, you weren't a sports guy, right? So how did you mm-hmm. get into MMA at all to begin with? Because, you know, it's you, you go from not being a sports guy who's played maybe a little bit of pickup basketball and that kind of thing to one of the most extreme sports that's out there. Uh, I, I got into MMA solely because it was a job. It was, it was, it was honestly just a job. I was working, I was working as a documentarian, as an editor in Los Angeles. And, um, about 15 years ago, um, I was approached by one of the initial investors into elite XC and, um, he handed me a bunch of DVDs and he asked me first, like, are you union? I go, no, I'm not union. So it was like, cool. I can pay you 200 bucks. <laughs> so I got like, which at the time I was like, hell yeah, 200 bucks. I need money. And he goes, here's a bunch of DVDs. Um, uh, there were jungle fight DVDs. He goes, can you make like a, a, a 45 second, like highlight reel of stuff to cut to whatever song. And that's essentially what I did. I gave it to them. They liked it. They got a few million dollars. And eventually I got hired as an editor to do like promos uh, and like little countdown shows for Elite XC back in the day. And it was, and I, I can't stress this enough, it was just a job. It really was. Um, like cage fighting wasn't a real, wasn't, I knew it was a thing, but like I didn't really consider it a, a sport. You know, it was like pretty much how anyone else, how most people, not most people, but you know, back then, especially, it was just, you know, those just, just uh, human cockfighting. It was just, uh, those, those VHS tapes next to, you know, in the, by the monster truck videos, the blockbuster video. It wasn't like, it wasn't a thing, but it was just a job. It paid my bills. But once I, once I started even like working throughout the years, maybe four or five years into it, I actually started becoming friends with some coaches and some fighters. And because of that, I was like, Oh, these are actual real people doing this. And, and like, I, I know it sounds, it sounds kind of silly now, but you got to think of it from like just a complete outsider point of view. And um, I was like, okay. And then, yeah, I just started training. They just, I, I started, I, 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 I kind of started listening to the fighters rather than just going, wow, these guys are crazy. And then going, oh no, they're crazy. But this is actually what they want to do they're, they're This is such high level training and all that. I know all that stuff that goes into it. And that's kind of how I slowly got into this. They're, yeah. they're, also, they're also crazy for a reason when you talk to them most of the time, but they're some of the most yeah. fascinating people you'll come across, right? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I've never made a secret of the fact, Casey, that the first time I saw UFC 1 on video, you mentioned Blockbuster. Blockbuster in Ireland back when I was growing up was called Extra Vision. And I rented yeah. that video and I turned it off after like three or four minutes. I just went, this is just bullshit. And it was like, the only rule is that there's no rules. Yeah. I went, okay, this sounds interesting. And then I watched it and I really didn't think it was. I didn't even see, like, I don't think I, I even saw the Gracie, uh, Royce Gracie on that, you know. Um, when you started to get into it, what sort of a sport was it? When you told people, okay, you know, what do you do? Well, I edit videos about cage fighting. What did the people you went to college with think of that when you took that original job? It was like, um, well, for, I, I would say I never had normal jobs, first of all. So no one was kind of surprised in the sense that I was going to another kind of weird job because before that, um, I had worked on almost for a year on a, a documentary about uh, uh, mentally unstable comedians. And before that, um, I, 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 when I lived in Houston, Texas, I worked on rap videos for like um, Bun B and like Pimp C and a, a lot of Houston rappers. So I never had normal work. So 
my friends going, oh, you work in cage fighting now. That wasn't that big a stretch. Now saying I'm actually going to be a cage fighter in a couple of days, I think that is a big, that is a kind of a, a new jump. But uh, yeah, um, my, yeah, my mom never really understood it, but, but I didn't have to borrow any more money. So I think she was lying with it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the level that's where the bar is at for doing yeah, work like yeah. we do it's like okay if you're not borrowing money off them they think it's pretty okay you know? it's like, all right i guess it's good yeah if we just take a look at the, the, the fight itself and the training that's coming up in that right because you and i know that mixed martial arts for the uninitiated right it's everything it's judo it's wrestling it's striking it's jujitsu uh there's so many ways to win and there's so many ways to lose right you said you started training about three years ago um if you were making a video about yourself now what would you concentrate that film on what story would you try to tell well there's there's different things um i mean definitely the 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 physical transformation is a big deal but um but i feel like you know i could have done that through like crossfit or training for a triathlon and things like that you know um i have i i'm i mean this it sounds so cliche, but I'm in the best shape of my life. You know, I, and I, and I truly am actually, um, I'm 44 years old. And just this morning I weighed uh, 169 pounds and about two years ago, I was weighing over 200 pounds. Hmm. And, you know, I, was, I think I got upwards of 210. And I would say, I would, I would never say I was, I was never like, just, you know, big, big, but you know, I wasn't, I was, I, I look, I look significantly different and I just do the training and just eating better. And just that part of my transformation has been, I, I I'm actually pretty proud of myself. Um, in that sense, uh, it feels weird. I'm not trying to feel, it feels weird saying that because I'm not like one of those people who are like su super positive about myself, but, um, mm -hmm. I am, I am, um, I, I, I am, I, I am kind of shocked when I look at old pictures, you're like, Oh my God, I look like that. I look at my wife, like you let me get that way. And I was almost mad at her. <laughs> like, <laughs> why didn't like, you like, say yeah, something? Yeah. Why did you, it's like, you actually love me or something. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what changed Casey? Because I've never sort of like, I'm, I'm looking at you now we, we have a video call going on here because people are listening to this on audio. Right. And I've never seen you. Like you say, you were never a big, big guy. You were never a guy you go, Hey, you know, Casey put on some, some weight over the holidays and that kind of thing, you know, what did you change to go down from maybe 200, 210 to just under 170? consistency just taking care of myself um uh th there was just a point in my life where you know i, I think you know I, you know I'm, I'm i was a very ambitious person career-wise you know i wanted to do this i wanted to you know make make awesome videos you know just really cool projects but as, at a certain point i got i was like good i, I i'm kind of happy with what i'm doing professionally and then the change was okay now i just kind of now it's time to kind of concentrate on me and you know i was hitting you know i was in my upper 30s i was almost 40 years old at that time and i was like i was like crap i i have half a life left i have to make sure i'm healthy because i would see other um camera people journalists photographers when they start getting up in age they were like their bodies would start falling apart and i and like i wanted to be a camera person that can run around do things and still you know you know i i worked with area hawani for years and you know we always talk about I did these hour long walk and talk videos like Conor McGregor and I had to hold a camera. I had to walk backwards. I had to go up these stairs and get in like little tiny spots. And like, it was a, phys it's a surprisingly physical job. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, I just got to be in shape. I got to, I got to be in shape because I just didn't, 
I saw, I saw other, basically I saw other, other professionals just kind of, as they get older, not take care of their body and their life would be get much harder. So that was part of it. And honestly too, I was like, at some point, just, you know, I saw my own mortality, you know, at some point my body will just take, will just start going, like nothing's going to get better you know, physically. <laughs> so at some point I want to say I've, I hit peak physical fitness at some point in my life. And I couldn't say that before I, I in my twenties was a teen. I can never say, Oh, I was a better athlete when I was 16 years old or 20 years old or 25 years old. I can say today at 44 years old, I can physically beat in any sport, you know, a previous version of myself today at 44. And I'm pretty proud of that part because that's, that just took hard work. That just took hard work and dedication and commitment and a promise I made to myself. And I kind of, I said, it. I, I told a few friends, I'd say, Hey man, like in a couple of years, like I'm going to, I'm going to be like in peak physical shape. And maybe it's because I was around MMA so much. And I had, I had, I saw these freaking fighters with like, you know, 2% body fat. And I'm like, man, like our bodies are capable of that. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm a person, I can do this too. And I, I kind of I took it as like a bit of a, a challenge to myself. And this was, and this was before I intended to compete. I was just kind of, when I started training, I just, that, like that first, like say 210 to 185, that was just me going, I just want to be a healthier person. Hmm. And that's kind of where I got. And so say about six months ago, I was around 185, uh, low 180s. And, um, and I, and at that time I thought I was like, oh my God, I did it. But then I was like, oh, I can do more. And, um, yeah. So then now it just came to harder training and, um, yeah. And at that point it just, it just became a test to kind of testing myself. Like, like how tough am I? Like, you know, I never thought of myself as an athlete or someone that could fight, but maybe I was, I don't know. I'm going to kind of find that out Saturday, but even regardless of what happens on Saturday, I'm very happy with. I'm very happy of who I am and who, who I found out I was to get to this point. If that makes sense. Are, are you nervous about Saturday, Casey? Um, I'm nervous about one thing. I'm nervous okay. about, um, I'm not nervous. That I get my ass kicked. I'm nervous about how am I going to perform? I'm nervous. that I'm not going to fulfill my potential. Hmm. Um, and that's the scary part to me that you can do all this work, but if I come in there and I see these lights, I see this random referee, I see this random ring announcer and I'm in a, I'm in a cage. I've never been to people screaming. They, they, these are all things I've never been part of, but so I just don't know how I'm going to react. Hmm. And that's what I'm nervous about. That's all I'm nervous about. How will I react? And in the sense that, that will I be able to, all this training, will I be able to kind of find that and mm. and kind of and actually um, perform the way I am capable of on mm. Saturday night? That's what I'm nervous about. You've seen thousands of fighters do the same thing. You maybe even tens of thousands of fighters over yeah. the last fifteen years do the same thing, right? Have you like have you played through this in your mind? You know, of, okay, what would I do? If, and the reason I'm asking this question is because I saw you on Twitter a little bit, maybe a couple of hours ago, and you're going, okay, it's time to choose my walkout song. Yeah. So somewhere you're mentally preparing for that. But have you been able to visualize what those moments are going to be like? It goes all over the place. Um, I visualize a lot. 
Um, and this is what I, this is what I've talked to other fighters and coaches about. They talk about visualization, but visualization, and and like voluntarily or not, like when I'm taking a shower right before I go to sleep, right when I wake up, I'm visualizing the fight. Mm. I'm visualizing, but the whole process, I'm visualizing what it's gonna be in the locker room. What's it gonna be like when the you know the stage hand goes like Leiden, let's go, time's up, you know, like get ready to walk out. You know, I'm I'm visualizing on, I'm visualizing my hand wraps, I'm visualizing. In the fight, I'm visualizing a lot of worst case scenarios. Like, what if I go out there and he just does a spin kick and hits me in the head? Like, can I maintain myself? Can I, can I, you know, can I, can I, can I just, can I still be there? Am I, am I going to fold under the pressure? So um, I visualize everything and I, I visualize, I, I, visualize, I visualize this fight a thousand different ways, honestly. <laughs> Um, how, but, um, has it, yeah. how has it been inspiring? Because obviously you don't go in there and this is the first time you get punched in the face, right? You've had head guards on, you've yeah. grappled, you've done things like that. How has it been when you've done those kinds of things? How have you responded to that kind of thing? Well, this is this is kind of the interesting part because um, I guess a lot like the ultimate fighter, I'm fighting someone I've kind of trained with. And the guy I'm fighting, I've, I've probably sparred a good, like, I don't know, 15 good rounds of him. And, you know, not to the point where we're trying to, you know, finish each other, but like we, we've both hit each other hard. And even before I got into this, I was doing some boxing and, you know, and things like that. So I went against the big guys. I, I've taken my beatings and stuff and I'm pretty confident that I'm a guy that when I get hit, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you harder. That's, that's one thing I'm, I'm, that's through the sparring that I know when, if you attack me, I would not, I would not turn away. I'm going to like, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm prepared to go out my shield type yeah. of guy. And, um, and that, and that just took preparation and, and good coaching yeah. to, uh, kind of to kind of help me with that. And even today, my, one of my last, I had a training session today and we were doing takedowns and just, I was just going over some last few takedowns I want to do in the cage. If I get to that position and I was kind of letting my coach, my coach, I was trying to lowering him down and he was telling me, I remember Saturday night, don't lower the down. Once you do that takedown, you drive that shoulder right into those ribs. You mm. drive your forehead right under his chin, you know, and now, now it's time to do all that sparring. You kind of take that next step. And now like, all right, Casey, you're a nice guy, but you're not a nice guy Saturday. This is the time to be a complete ruthless animal, but controlled animal. Mm. And uh, so, uh, but that's, that's the, that's the fun part. That's the, that's the kind of this mystery. I just hope, I'm that person I, I need to be on Saturday night. Does it surprise you that that is so much like you were saying there that, you know, when you hit, when somebody hits you, you hit them, but you want to hit them back harder. Does that surprise you? Because I can't imagine you ever sitting there in a video going, yeah, I'm going to be a tough guy. Do you know what I mean? You know, to, to, to find that within yourself, was that a surprise to you? It is a surprise to me. Um, yeah, because um, I mean, I've, this is, I mean, I've never gotten a fight in my life. I've, I've never, I've, I've been in like little, you know, you know, you get like little pushy shovey matches sometimes at a bar or at some yeah. kind of concert or something, something stupid happens. But for the first time in my life, like, this is like, you no, know, Hey, you, me, let's meet it. Let's meet, you know, we're fighting today at noon. And like, this is, this is all new to me. So, but at least in the sparring, it's like, it's like, I, it kind of feels safe because I know if I, at some point, if I, if I'm losing too bad, the coaches will stop it. Or my, I know my sparring partner isn't trying to hurt, hurt me. You know, like, like more like, you know, like, Oh, you're, you know, you're hurt, hurt. Um, so it, it, it surprised me in a good way that when, when, when I did get, when I, 
I didn't get scared. I ne- I've, I've never been scared in sparring. I've got like, oh, okay, I'm getting my butt kicked. I got to change something. But I've never gone like, I don't want to do this. And I guess that's kind of because of that sparring, I feel like I can compete. Now, can I win? I don't know. You know, I'm hoping to win, obviously. But I knew I, ha- I took those little steps to know that I will be ready mentally for this, at least. How this event that you're going to be competing at, how similar is it to the events that you and I have covered over the last few years together in, you know, professional MMA events that you and I would go to? It's a real cage, right? It's, you know, mm-hmm. real lighting, real referees, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the question? I, I was just saying, how similar is the event that you're going to be appearing at to the ones that people might see oh. on TV? Um, I would say it's, it's just, it's a good, it's a good regional show. Um, like, like, like LFA, you know, kind of that kind of level, you know, like there'll be about a thousand people there. Um, this is a pro-am I think there's six pro fights. I'm part of the five amateur fights at the beginning. Um, so, but it's a, it's going to be streamed. It's going to be cameramen, you know, it's going to be lights walk out a screen. So, uh, I would, you know, it's, it's going to be like a, you know, a, a quality, you know, regional level card. Hmm. Um, actually, the promotion I'm fighting for is called, uh, uh, what's it, Celtic Warrior. Oh, super. And we're talking on St. Patrick's Day here as well. That's perfect. Yeah. Casey, the yeah, Celtic yeah. Warrior. We got you right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to, do you have the streaming details and that kind of thing so people can no, watch? No, no, they, they're, they are, work, they, apparently they're, they're, they're doing a new, a new TV deal or a new streaming deal and they'll have it ready for us tomorrow. And they're, just check online, uh, Celtic Warrior, and That's I'll be sharing fine. it on my social stuff, but. I'll be sharing it too. Oh, Celtic Gladiator. Celtic Gladiator. Celtic Gladiator. That's Esther in the background feeding you lines. Yeah, that's Esther. Esther's correcting me. Uh, (laughs) Do you think, Casey, because, I mean, you're obviously not finished working with MMA. You're going to go back. You're going to make more videos. You're going to do more work. Do you think this is going to change how you do the job that you've been doing for so many years already? Or has it changed in these last three Um, years? No, it's going to make me better at my job, I feel. Um, Better in a, in a better in a way that I think fighters will like. Maybe not better in a way that that gets more clicks, gets more that the fans are gonna like. Because there's so many things that like I hear fighters say that I think is really important, or I go, oh wow. But like honestly, fans just don't care about that stuff. Fans, fans, it's a different kind of beast, you know. Fans like, who are you gonna fight next? They want to hear the trash talk. You know, they want to, I don't know, that's kind of the two one, you know, trash talk, who they want to fight next, you know, mm-hmm. how many, you know, who, you know, how many fights before you want to fight the title, when do you want to fight next, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm just not, has when I'm training, that's just, I'm not interested in that stuff. Like the trash talk just seems so blah to me and, and fake mm-hmm. and, and very prize fighting. And that's one thing I've really kind of understood. Um, how like the fighting mixed martial arts and prize fighting are like two totally different things. Mm. And I really, you really have to, when you're training and there's and all that stuff, you really have to understand that. I think even, I think even John Cavanaugh, I think said, said that about uh, McGregor once about a while back. It's like in the gym, in the cage, he's a mixed martial artist outside. He is a prize fighter mm. and they're, they're, and they're two different things. And I think from the MMA media perspective, we really cover prize fighting and not mixed martial arts, if that yeah. makes sense. And do you think that that's because it's a relatively young sport and where it comes from? I mean, it did come very much from the margins of society, right? It is, to all intents and purposes, mainstream now, but it still retains that sort of outsider thing. Is there anything that we can do as people who cover it to move it more towards being a serious sport? Or is it always going to be this three ring circus? 
I think it always will be a bit of a three ring circus because to, for that part, like kind of the part that I'm interested in, you really have to train. And I mean, I, I don't want to sound elitist, but you know, you kind of, you, you have to really understand the training, understand the competing part mm-hmm. to really kind of get that kind of stuff. Like even like, I think like, like post fight interviews and stuff, I've always, especially now, I'm so much more interested in what the losing fighter says. Hmm. But we only interview, I would say, outside of championship fights, we really only interview the winning fighter. But hmm. to me, that's missing 50% of the sport. Like 50% of the sport, we don't, we we barely touch. You lose, okay, you lost. Um, well, we'll see you in a couple months or whatever. Hmm. We win, oh, cool. You know, you won. Why did you win? Why did you do this? You know, who do you want next and stuff? But for the loser, um, what went wrong? You know, did, did things not go wrong? And the, the guy was just better. Did you have, you know, there's so many, I find so much, I find so much more interest in the, that part, but that part's not interesting. I think to the, uh, you know, quote unquote casual fan, because that involves, the know, it's like, Oh, you know what? I just, you know, my coaches, you know, we just didn't go over, you know, leg locks enough or something, you know, mm-hmm. like um, there was uh, an interview with uh, Mike Brown, uh, before his fight, before the Mas- Mike Brown, the MMA coach, who's coaching Jorge Masvidal, and he was talking about, um, you know, the problems, you know, that Masvidal had when he fought Usman, and I thought it was fascinating. I was like, whoa, you know, he was talking about, you know, we just didn't anticipate this, anticipate that, and you know, I'm writing our editors, going, this is super interesting, super interesting, and kind of no one bit because, hmm. you know, because not because it wasn't interesting, because fans just don't really care about that stuff all they wanted to hear was mike brown say oh masvidal is gonna whoop colby's butt that's all they <laughs> want they, they you know that's what fans want to hear and um i don't know man it's a it's it's unique it's a unique but i i, I like even i don't know it's um what fans want to hear from MMA media perspective and what i think fighters want to tell us and coaches want to tell us are two different things but isn't it possibly the case Casey that we do what we always did and they get what they always got and they're happy with that but what we're actually doing is we're kind of missing out on the new casual fan who's only getting into the sport because of a Conor McGregor or because of an Amanda Nunes or because they're you know they're finally exposed Mm -hmm. to it on ESPN for the first time are we kind of missing out by sticking to the things that we do I mean do you think among these new fans that are coming to the sport now these you know young people maybe or people who didn't take it seriously before that we're maybe doing them a disservice by not talking to the losers for instance i think so um because like i said that's like half the sport is losing yeah half the sport is losing and if you look at the coverage how much of the sport how much of the coverage is about the losing and mm-hmm. that's just but i think that's all sports media to be honest um I, I think mma and fight sports media it's it's pretty we it's everything's about the winners and stuff maybe because you know we just there's so much weight and wins and losses, you know, in this sport compared to any other kind of stick and ball sport. Hmm. Um, I just, um, I, I, I find, I find, I find losing so much more interesting basically than <laughs> and maybe this maybe that, 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 that could be just me, but through the training and stuff, because like, I, I think of myself, like if I go out there on Saturday, I win in 30 seconds. Cool. Everyone's going to be excited for me and stuff, but if I get you no, know, if I lose, you know, in a three round decision, 
I get grounded, I get grinded out in the cage, you know, I can't get, I get, I get stuck in half guard or whatever. I just can't get out, you know, whatever. There's so much more, there's so much more story in that. Cause like, I, I, I can, I can really break it down and understand like what I did wrong and things like that. But from a media perspective, there's not too much in there, but mm. from a fighting perspective, there's so much, there's so much more story in a loss, mm. you know, go back to Kavanaugh and the winner learned, you exactly. know, there's so much, there's so much more in the learning process to win. Cool. We won. We did it right. I guess this is repeat it. The mm. learning process, things change. We got to, we got to, we got to update things. We got to make things better. We got to take things out. We got to add things, you know, what did we do wrong? What did we do right? I, I just think there's so much, so much, so much more interest in that. That's why the whole training process is fun because like um, when I have sparring sessions and if, if I spar against people, I have to kind of, I kind of, you know, you know, win the rounds easily, I don't get that much from it. No. But the rounds, like I've gone some rounds and I'll go against bigger guys and get my ass handed to me. And while it's miserable at the time, I learn, I get so much more out of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish I, 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 guess, I guess that kind of knowledge, I wish I could translate to kind of MMA, MMA media coverage. I actually started doing jiu-jitsu six years ago but the first time I went to Vegas to cover a UFC event was six years ago and I said okay I've got to understand this better and I started doing it and I remember when I got my blue belt I remember thinking okay I'm cool now that, that means I belong here but like I said there's been so many times when I have gotten there's a brilliant black belt at our club called Rickard Bowman and he just kills me but every time he does that I leave the mat and I'm buzzing because I'm going there's so much here for me to get better at and that's what keeps me coming back every week yeah but I just kind of have one last question for you, Casey, because um, and thank you so much for taking the time here in the middle of what is surely a beautiful day in Los Angeles, uh, where you should be sort of, you know, cutting weight or resting. But um, where do you go from here? Do you want to fight more? Because everything has changed over the last two years. Partially, you know, you've made yourself so much better physically, but the business we have worked in or we work in has also changed. What do you see as being next for you in the cage and covering it? No, it's going to, it's going to be a very, this almost sounds a very cliche answer, but like, I have to get to the fight. I I have to, I can't tell you till Sunday. Mm. I can't, I can't tell you till I, I know how Saturday feels, how I perform, win or lose. If I, if I win in 30 seconds and I go, cool, I won, I'm kind of done with this, you know, Mm. I got enough out of it. I don't know. I honestly don't know how I feel, how I would feel if I lose in 30 seconds. I feel like if I lose in 30 seconds, I might want to come back even more. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's everything. It's, it's so weird. Like just months and months of work for just what could be just moments. Yeah. And we're going to judge everyone. Like in my whole, my whole kind of competitive future will be just judged on these few moments and, and how I react to these lights, how I react to my opponent, mm-hmm. you know, my opponent, might have the worst, he might be, have, he might have the worst night of his life. And I, it might think like, I might feel like I'm the best fighter in the world. I don't know. Maybe he just had a horrible night and I had, a, I had an average night, but I'm a feel, I'm a feel fantastic. I don't know. There's so many, like I said, like there's, there's, there's so much to this sport and so many variables. I don't know. Like he might, I might, I might eat a bad burrito that morning and just everything <laughs> sucks. I don't know. Like, and that's, that's the fun part. I really, I think it's just this giant mystery. Yep. And um, it's just who's who's I want I don't want to say who the better man is going to be that Saturday, but like just I don't know who's who's more fortunate that night. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel I should win. I feel I should win. I know I know if I do I know if I listen to my coaches, train when I'm do what I'm supposed to do, use my proper techniques, and don't you know and don't you know 
have my chin up and just swing like a fool, I will win this fight. Hmm. But doing it is another thing. And I'm excited to find out if I'm the person that can do that. Because I don't, I can say it, but I don't know until I do it. You don't know until you see it. And what about, do you expect to see, you know, to be back traveling to arenas, to Las Vegas, to New York, to everywhere you've ever been again? Or is that time over? Are you going to do something different with the kind of journalism and the kind of work you do? Uh, um, I will go, I, I think I'm going to go to a few events, but like, no, pre-pandemic, you know, I was on the road. Every shoot. week. Yeah, seven. Yeah, I was like, you know, I, a lot of it, every single pay-per-view, every single pretty much big fight night, big Bellator events, you know, uh, I was, I've been to a bunch of bare knuckle events, go a bunch of boxing events, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a big, if a big jujitsu tournament here, yeah, I'll go to that. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm kind of a little past that point in my life. I kind of like, I want to do smaller. I want to do like more projects, more video projects. And, um, and right now I'm doing a lot more on camera stuff and I'm hosting a lot of um, my own, uh, I'm hosting a lot of podcasts too, or working with other pod, uh, podcasts for MMAfighting.com. So uh, I've kind of enjoyed doing that too. So um, I, I don't expect to be on the road as much, but if it's a big event, I'd still want to go. Well, wherever this journey takes you, my friend, I want to wish you the best of luck on Saturday. I will be watching. I'll get up in the middle of the night. I'll find that screen. Uh, I'm going to be watching. But I also hope that we get to do one more, at least one more event together at some point in the near future. But so for now, yeah. Casey, the best of luck and take care, my friend. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Yeah.